This is Chan Smith. I am uploading all of my old podcasts onto a new uh, podcast hosting service. All of the phone numbers and addresses will be different in these old podcasts. So just note that any email addresses, phone numbers, mailing addresses, and website URLs may be different. This is Revivals Here Ministries by Chan Smith. Thank you for tuning in today. You are listening to Podcast 29 titled, Let God Move. Let's pray. God, I ask you to bless this podcast in the name of Jesus. God, I ask you to let me... Let it be spoken with boldness and truth, God. Let it be only your truth, God. I ask you to touch everybody that's listening to this, God, and they will see that they just need to let you move sometimes and that we need to get out of the way and let you move. In the name of Jesus, God, I ask you to bless everybody, God. Get them saved, God. Let your power fall wherever they're at, God. Set them free from the addictions that they have, whatever bondages that they're living in, God. In the name of Jesus, God, I ask you, God, to move in their life and their family, God. Let them be part of this revival, God, in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for it, God. You're worthy to be praised. And I thank you for the opportunity to do this podcast, God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. God put on my heart a little while back that sometimes the we just need to let God move, and that's the key to the vital to church growth is just letting God move and flowing in his power and his anointing. To, in order to see a good, uh, productive church growth, it's letting him move. The church will grow. If the God moves, he will draw people into that church and get them saved. He says, if he be lifted up, he will draw all men unto himself. And we need just to let him, uh, lift him up and let him move. And uh, there's other ways to have church growth, like you put restaurants in churches and coffee shops and stuff like that. But that's a worldly way. The the real godly way to have church growth is to just let him move and let flow in the anointing of God. And there's nothing wrong having... uh, restaurants and coffee shops and stuff like that but if you your church is just growing because of that and people come to have a quote social hour then that's not really a godly church you need to come in and let god move and have a counter with god and come into his presence since coming to his presence is praise and thanksgiving and um david was glad to go into the house of the lord he said because he knows that his his god's presence was there Let's go into Acts 2, and I'm going to go ahead and read Acts 2, 1 through 47. I might have a little hard time pronouncing the cities and places, but I'm going to do my best to read this. It says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, there was all, all, they were all in one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as, a sound, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they there were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven, and when they when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused, because everyone was 
everyone heard them speaking in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galilean? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Perga, Pamphylia, Egypt, and parts of Libya, adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans, Absurds, hear them speaking in their own tongues. The wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, Whatever could this mean? Others mocked, said, They are full of new wine. But Peter stood up on the eleventh, with the eleven, raised his voice, and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and heed my words, for these are not drunk as ye suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this, but this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall shall dream dreams. And on my maid servants and my Men servants and my maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy, and I will show wonders in heaven above, and signs in the earth beneath blood and fire and vapors of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood, before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And that shall come to pass, that whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you, by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves all shall know him, being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death, whom God raised up, having loosened the pains of death, because it was not possible that he sh should be held by it. For David said concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart rejoices and my tongue was glad. Moreover, moreover my flesh also will rest in hope. For you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the way of life. You will make me full of joy in your presence. Men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried and and his tomb is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn and with an oath to him that of the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up 
the Christ to sit on his throne. He, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses. Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see and hear. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he says himself, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand, till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when you heard, when you heard this, you, they, now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promise is to you and your children and to all who are afar off and as many as the Lord our God will call. And with many other words he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Those Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day... About 3,000 souls were added to them, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and the breaking of bread and in prayer. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods, and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily in one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and supplication of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I want to read in John four twenty four. It says, God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. We need to let God move. In the Acts 2, 3,000 souls were saved that day. They didn't have this perfect sermon written out. They preached with the, in the unction of the Holy Spirit through the power and de- demonstration of the Holy Spirit. And people were saved and they were amazed. And it says that the people were added daily that were saved. They didn't have this perfect music and this perfect sermon all planned out. And they had all this... Uh, Everything just so perfect and uh, had these restaurants all and everything so people can come in. It didn't say that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when you need to let God move, we need to let God move. And God will draw all men to himself. When we let God move, when we let God move, then people will get saved. People got saved all through the book of Acts and all through the New Testament Wonderful signs and wonders happened. God moved. God showed up. Even when people, uh, the apostles were preaching, God showed up and did a marvelous work 
and the people got baptized in the Holy Spirit. When we just let God move and let him do his work, then God will get people saved. When we just get out of the way and let him move, instead of having our programs and everything, the best thing in church growth is letting him move. And I'm not saying all small churches that don't let God move, but when you let God move, people will get saved. It might not be 3,000 in one day, but they will get saved. And we need to let God move. I've seen when in the spirit-filled churches that had um, less of God than uh, churches that doesn't don't believe in the spirit-filled part of the gospel, and uh, that's sad because Pentecostal churches and spirit-filled churches, you would think it would let God move, but that's not always so. They don't let God move, and they actually Holy Spirit is not even accepted into their church. So the Holy Spirit goes to another church. And I've seen revivals break out in churches that doesn't believe in the Holy Spirit. And people just fall down and get baptized in the Holy Spirit. And revival happen in that church and people get healed. We just need to let God move and get out of the way. It's very important in this time when we, uh, if we want revival, that's what we need to do. People know that. The world knows that. They said, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And they know that when they when they go into a church and they can feel if God is there and if God is allowed to move into that service. If not, they will leave. The world won't go into a place like it because the anointing breaks every yoke. And they know that. And they know when they get into church, they know whether there's anointing there or not. And there's freedom. And they want to be free. The world wants to get set free from all that bondage, bondages that they're in. But if God is not allowed to move, the anointing is not there. People, the sinners that really are bound up won't come in. The people out there, they're in the bondages and are horrible bondages. And they want to get saved. But they're not, they, they can't because when they go into churches, there's much God in the church as you go in the local bar because God is not allowed to move in that church. We need God to move in the church. We need him to take over, to take over that service. And there's nothing wrong with this perfect sermons and perfect music, but oftentimes God will move when it's uh, no perfect sermon and perfect music. I was watching this test, this uh, video clip on TV. It was talking about the... They's having a special service and they was needing uh, thousands of dollars for the missions for that year. And the guy got up and he couldn't say that. And, and uh, he fell down and started laughing. And, and it had more, that offering had more than enough money that they needed. God showed up and the Holy Ghost came in. God's glory rolled into that place. And then uh, there was enough, op didn't even have to take up, didn't even say we're going to take up an offering. And this money was... People was given money because God showed up and he was allowed to move. And God, when he is allowed to move, he will show up and show out. Sometimes we need to get out of the way and just let him move. Signs and wonders will not happen if we don't let it happen. We need to let God use us to let him take control of our lives. That is the biggest key. He won't move if you don't let him. And we stifle God. We was it say don't quench the Holy Spirit? We quench the Holy Spirit by not letting Him move. We need to recognize when God comes into service, and we need to know how to flow with it and flow with it. And people's going to get mad at me saying that, but I don't care because I'm going to preach God's word, regardless of what people's opinions are. 
And there's a world out there that needs to be saved. And there's a people out there that's bound up with addictions that need to be set free. And our programs are not going to set them free. Only God is going to set them free. Only His glory is going to set them free. And we need the glory back in the house of God again. We need His manifest presence back into the house of God. The glory of God is departed from the churches because we don't let God move. We don't welcome His glory in. Sometimes we need to stand up and say, Holy Spirit, you're welcome. God, send your Holy Ghost into this place so strong that we can't stand it. Send your manifest presence into this place so strong that we can't stand it. And when we just get out of the way and let God move, he will move. And he won't move if we don't let him move. He is God, but he's also he's a respecter of what we want. And um, if we don't want him to move, and he won't move. If we don't let him move, and he won't move. We need to let him move. We just need to get out of the way and let him move. How many times have I gone into services sometimes where we just don't let him move? We just need to just get out of the way and let him move and let God be God. We need to let God be God and let and, and his enemies will be scattered. We just need to let him fall and let him work and move. And there's nothing wrong with uh, these perfect sermons, and I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying that at all. But we get bound up in our programs with our coffee shops or bookstores and have these great big old huge restaurants in the church and uh, have these programs and stuff and we look at that and we think oh look what we got here and this is an awesome church and we look at that and we don't let God move and oftentimes there's God is not there it's just a concert it's not a service we just need to get out of the way and let him move there's nothing wrong with having these nice huge churches with these coffee shops and huge restaurants and bookstores and all of this stuff, but there's nothing wrong with that at all. The temple of God had gold everywhere, and it was beautiful. But God was still allowed, he was allowed to move there. He didn't show up because of all of that. He, he showed up because of he, they allowed him to come in his presence, his presence to fall into that place. And we need to let God fall in our churches and stay there and in our lives and on us. And we need to let God take control of our lives so he can move and use us. He will not use us if we don't let him use us. We just need to get out of the way. And it's just pray this prayer. God, I ask you to use me. I ask you to use every part of my body, my head, my eyes, my mouth, my hands, my arms, my elbows, my, my torso, my legs, my feet, every part of my body, just my fingers. Use me, God. Take control of my body and use it for your glory and your anointing. I give it to you, God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Glory, hallelujah. Just let him use you. Just give every part of yourself to him and he will use you. He will draw you close to him. He will set you free. And uh, if you're out there and if you uh longing to get in his presence, you're not saved and you're longing to just be set free. Because you know that the anointing breaks every yoke and you want to get set free. Let me pray for you. I asked you, God, to fall wherever they're at. And I asked you, God, to... Uh, use them and set them free god set them free from all the bondages that they're in god set them free from all the hurt that they feel and all the pain that's in them god in the name of jesus god i ask you god to remove that pain god remove the bondages that's on them remove all the changes around them and set them free from the addictions that's 
that they've been bound up in, they want to get set free from, in the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for letting me pray for you. And just We just need to let God move in our services and let him take control. And I cannot say that enough. We it's just it's just a matter of fact we there's people out there that want god to move they want to be in his presence but we won't we as ministers we won't let god move and they leave without being set free and paul when he prayed to, when he went to this island it said they, they was all healed jesus said healed them all let me read that scripture to you it says in matthew 12 15 but jesus knew it and withdrew from there and a great multitude followed him and he healed them all jesus healed them all and we need to walk in the glory and anointing and just let god use us in a mighty way we just need to get out of the way and let him use us and also in acts 28 8 and 9, it says, And it happened that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and dysentery. Paul went in to him and prayed, and he laid his hands on him and healed him. And when this was done, the rest of those on the island who had diseases also came and were healed. The said all the rest of them who was had diseases came and they were healed we just need to let god move we need to just get out of the way and let him fill us with his presence and let him take control of us and everywhere we go people will get healed and saved we just need to get out of the way and let him use us that's the biggest key to revival that i know of as you just need to let god move and if you're out there and uh, you don't know god and you don't know jesus as your personal savior say this prayer with me and he will come into your life and set you free. Dear Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. Live inside of me. Be my Lord and Savior. I confess that you're the Lord and Savior of my life. I confess that you died on the cross for me. Come live inside of me and set me free from everything, that's all the addictions that I have. Remove the hurt that's inside of me and fill it with your love, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, wash me in your blood. In the name of Jesus, amen. Congratulations if you said that prayer. You're now in the kingdom of God. And and that's a really, that's the biggest miracle out there is you, you're now a new creation. And I thank God for the opportunity to do this podcast. And if you're out there and you're a minister and you want God to move in your church, just let him move. And don't rely on your programs. Rely on God to move. And he will uh, bring people into your church and the people will get saved. And when we worship him in spirit and in truth, that's the spirit and the truth. It's not flesh and truth. It's spirit and in truth. We need to get out of the way and let God move. And when we are in unity and all wanting God to move and let him move, he will move. And it doesn't, you know, say we need to rely on the programs and everything. It says the spirit and in truth. 
Rely on the God's spirit and worship him in spirit and in truth. Let him move and he will. That's the biggest key to revival is just let him move. Worship him in spirit and truth. Get out of the way and let him move. When he starts to move in a service, don't try to control God and stand up there and say, well, we have his time limit. We have to do this. Get out of the way and let him move. If you don't, he'll leave that service until you let him move. We just need to throw our programs out of the way. And, and sometimes we might have this good sermon, but God don't want us to preach it. He doesn't want anybody to preach. He would want just to move and people to get healed and saved and his glory fall. And we just need to let his glory fall. And when we let his glory fall, it will. When we just get out of the way. And I thank you for the opportunity to preach God's word to you today. I ask God to bless you in every way. And I ask let me just pray for you right now. God, I ask you to bless them in a mighty way. I ask you, God, that your glory will fall wherever they're at, God. In the name of Jesus, I ask that your glory anointing to fill the, the homes or the vehicles or the church or wherever they're at, God, that you would just fill it, God, and you would just manifest yourself to them, God, and they will get out of the way and just let you move, God. And when I, and they let you move, God, you will move, God, and you will use them. In the name of Jesus, God, I ask you, God, to bless them, God. Send revival to the churches, God, wherever they're at, God, in the name of Jesus, God. Fill them with your glory and your anointing, God. Use them for your work and your purpose, God, in the name of Jesus, God. And I thank you, God, for the opportunity to do this podcast, God. I thank you, God, for that you gave me the time and gave me uh, this ministry that I can do this podcast. And I thank you, God. And I thank you in advance for using your people and sending revival to this country, God. And I thank you in advance for saving people daily, God. And I thank you in, in advance for healing everybody, God. You, you said if we just let you, that you will heal everybody. And God, I just let you use me. And wherever I go, God, I, I let you fall in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for it, God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. This is Revivalist Here Ministries by Chan Smith. It's copyrighted 2012 Revivalist Here Ministries. The web address is www.revivalishere.org. And you can go there, and I have all kinds of podcasts on there as of now. This is the 29th podcast, so I have 28 other podcasts on there as of this date and this week. And I thank you for opportunity to preach God's word to you. And I ask God to use you in every way possible and send revival. And remember, Jesus is Lord.